What's up, guys? Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to tune in here to Shooting the Schmidt. I'm your host, Jonathan Smith. Got a big pod planned for you today. I have my boy Nate on here with me. Talked a lot of NFL, you know, this upcoming Sunday. You know, we're talking a lot of NBA as well. We're going to give you our NBA tiers. And then after he hops off, we're going to do a whole college football rundown. So cannot wait to get into it. Here we go. What's up, guys? I'm here with Nate. What's up, bro? How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah? Man. Week's been great. That's good. Looking forward to this. Good, bro. You nervous? Uh, a little bit, but <laughs> looking, looking forward to it. It's normal, bro. It's, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be cool. All right. So we are talking NFL. We've got a few big games coming up here over the weekend that I know I'm excited about. Really kind of light week, though. Like, no, like, major headliners, kind of like last week. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like last week, man, there were so many games that were, that were you know, highlighted and stuff. Big game of the weeks and stuff. Play, teams coming back. But, yeah, this week, only a couple. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, not, 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 not as many big games. That's okay. There's still plenty on the slate, though. Like, we, we've got four games here that, that I think are going to be really good. We'll start with what I think is probably the, the headliner for the week. I, I think you'd agree. Uh, Cowboys Vikings Dallas favored by one and a half in that one, which is which is kind of surprising, dude. Huge surprising, especially after taking a loss last week. You know, Vikings coming off a hot win against the Bills. You know, the the pretty pretty much the hot one of the hottest teams in the AFC coming off a win, and then you know being at home underdogs at home against a worse record too. That's insane. Yeah, and it's that that was the game of the year. That Bills. <sighs> <laughs> Bills Vikings game. Was I mean, it has wild. the catch of the year for sure. I mean, oh, Justin yeah. Jefferson, Stephon Diggs makes a great catch, and then two Dude, quarters later, I mean, Justin Jefferson just made a huge catch. You, you fourth see, and eighteen. You, you see the the Stephon Diggs catch, and it's like, oh, sick. That's like going to be the catch of the game. Goes up one hand, like no like bobble touch, just straight snatching it. It's like, oh, catch of the game right there. Hundred <laughs> no. percent catch of the year. Uh, yeah. Here's my. No, I see your one-handed third and ten catch. I raise you my fourth and eighteen one-handed grab, snatching it away from a defender. And like you said, I mean fourth and eighteen. I mean that's the play of the game. I mean he he yeah. doesn't catch that. The game's over. It, yeah, it is. With, with, with no doubt, it's over. Yeah, and doubt. Jeff, Justin Jefferson just shows his he's, year. I mean, wraps up his year total do just you, right there in that catch. Do you think he's he's the best receiver in football? <sighs> I mean. With that catch, yes, I really do. I mean, okay. I mean, with that, I mean, there's so many. You know, Tyreek having a career year yeah. for any wide receiver, but I mean, Justin Jefferson with not having the best quarterback. You know, I mean, Kirk Cousins is you know questionable every single every single year. You know, of like, oh, is he really going to make his you know big come out year? And it's like he's just showing that he is. He wants it. Yeah. He wants it. He's ready for it every time. For sure. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I don't mind that. I'm. I'm a Tyreek Hill guy. That's obviously a little obviously. biased, but <laughs> um, but yeah, fair enough. Okay. So Vikings coming off a big win, Cowboys coming off a big loss. Huge. That I think is way bigger than what people kind of realize, but I'm going to let you go first. What you kind of th- what you think of that Cowboys Packers game? I mean, I was I was shocked, you know, I was watching it with a lot of Packers fans, but I mean, you kind of you kind of saw, you know, McCarthy coming back to his team, you know, it's a little redemption in Lambeau Field, you know, Sunday night game, like, you know, how is it going to go and stuff and you were like 
I mean, they just they just kind of crumbled. You know, it was like little details. It looked like Aaron Rodgers was the most relaxed he's ever been against them. Yeah. And to match up, you know, especially this week with Vikings, the top thing they're known for is their offense. You know, with the running back, you know, the wide receiver, I mean, they are just killing it. And Cowboys are known for their defense. You know, for Cowboys sure. have been killing it. Micah Parsons, arguably defensive player of the year. Probably going to be. You know, most likely. A high high front runner be. and stuff. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think, you know, Dallas, they just had so many little mistakes that you're just like, how are you letting... I mean, the Packers' game plan was what everyone thought it was going to be, and they did it, and they they were successful. I was so surprised at how well the Packers ran the football, especially because, like you said, like this Cowboys defense has been so good this year. So good. Like, going into that game, I know they had the number one defensive DVOA for the year, which is like, look, if you don't know what that is, basically it's like every important stat combined into one. <laughs> yeah. That's at, at its core, that's, that's what mm-hmm. it is. And so, and just seeing, I believe that the Packers ran for 180 yards. So yeah. something wild like that. I mean, I think it was over 190 is what I heard the Pat McAfee show talk about yeah. today. Like, I mean, that's and like you said, like I said, like going into the game, like you knew the Packers are going to run it. The Packers are depleted in the in the wide receiver core. Like Aaron Rodgers is 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 not having his success like he usually has. And for them to kind of know, I mean, everyone, every football fan knew, you know, the best way for the Packers to win is to run. Obviously, Mike McCarthy way smarter than you and me in football, <laughs> and you know, you would have assumed he would have known that coming in and for him not to be able to stop the Packers running game is was pretty mind-blowing to me I thought you know you were going to see Aaron Rodgers kind of do his Aaron Rodgers things which he did but I, I mean, made three big throws three big throws that's, that's all they needed that's all they needed I mean, they, they only threw the ball 20 times and the Packers ran for 207 yards 200 and yeah I knew it was over t- oh my word averaged over five yards a carry that's like that's the insane thing is how efficient they were in running the football and like you said the Packers or the Cowboys are known for their defense yeah like I thought this was going to be a much different story, and like it's, many like many worrisome. sports betters, they were wrong. <laughs> they were man, like it was it was worrisome just looking at how how well the Packers were able to run the football against that defense, especially when, like you said, since the Packers receivers aren't great, you don't have to play two safeties over the top. You can just play one. You can pull the extra guy down into the box and make it harder for other teams to run the ball. Exactly, especially when you've got guys like uh, Travion Diggs on the outside, a guy who's having a really good year this year you would figure that it would make it even easier to bring guys yes. up to stop the run. And now they're going to play against this Vikings team who has Adam Thielen, who is arguably the best number two receiver in football. Facts. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we, we hit on Justin Jefferson earlier, TJ Hawkinson. It was great inquiry. Great, great pickup from, from the Lions. And so now you're facing this team who also has Dalvin Cook, who is one of the best running backs in football. And... You're just like, you have to try to stop him, but you can't roll extra guys down because you have to worry about Jefferson and Thielen on the outside. Yep. So I'm very interested to see how this Vikings team goes about attacking this Cowboys defense that looks, for the first time all year, very vul- vulnerable. Especially, yeah, absolutely. Dalvin Cook, I said, I saw it say 188 total yards average in the last three games. That's insane. You know, he's always, you know, struggled injuries and stuff like that, you know. But for him in the last three games, he's on a tear. So is uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, averaging 135 yards a game this year. That's insane. That is. I mean, averaging nine catches, like you said. So they're like Aaron Rodgers, you know, they didn't have to worry about, you know, a number one because who's their number one? You you know, per game, it kind of, you know, differs. But, you know, when it comes... That to Dalvin Cook, you know, what can he do in the running game and then catch and run? You know, I mean, he's a great catch and run running back. I I mean, I think this matchup is scary. Before last week, you know, you'd be like, okay, the Cowboys are ready. But after last week, you know, seeing what the Packers have done to them, you're like, you know, does Dalvin Cook go off for 200? Yeah. Total combined? I mean, you just never know. And I think, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it away now. I've got the Vikings winning. 
Um, I'll give you my score and everything mm-hmm. a, a little bit later. But I think that the conversation that we're having about this game says everything we need to know about these two teams. Yeah. In terms of we have not mentioned a quarterback in a positive light once. <laughs> it's these two mediocre quarterbacks. And I think when you have, you know, these middle when you have middle of the road quarterbacks, games are then won and lost on your other guys. And I think that the Vikings other guys are better than the Cowboys other guys. Yeah. And I, I would I would definitely agree with that statement. Um to give it away too as well. I will definitely uh, I'm picking the Cowboys. I think are the Cowboys really? bounce back. Um it said that Vikings have never won seven games straight. And this will be their, they are 6-0 and in the last six games. Well, here's the thing. Because usually the Packers are really good. Yeah. <laughs> and the Packers aren't, aren't as good as they normally are this year. And so I think that's part of it. But yeah, like that's that's fair. Look, it's it's hard to win seven games in a row in the National Football League. So it yeah, is. like I, I understand that. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, these are obviously two of the better teams in the NFC. Uh, I don't think either one of these teams are the best team in the NFC. Um, but with that being said... These are two teams that I think could definitely make it to the NFC Championship game. Where, If you had to pick one of these two to make it that far, who do you think you'd pick? So, like I said, I am going to pick the Cowboys to win this game. But to the answer your question, I'm going to pick the Vikings. I think the Cowboys, and you know, this is just going off past record, I think the Cowboys, when it comes to the playoffs, and you know, Stephen A. says it all the time, when you need the Cowboys to win, they don't win. Yeah. <laughs> you re- they really don't. But I think the Vikings, for the first time, you see you know, Dirk Cousins, who you know, is not play- usually not played well in primetime. This is his first time. He's got all the weapons in the world. More weapons than like Aaron Rodgers, you know, great quarterbacks. And, you know, I see them on a winning streak when they get hot and they play loose. They're dangerous. They are. Justin Jefferson, when they if they get a lead in the playoffs and they can hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook and to keep hitting, you know, Justin Jefferson short and let him just, you know, be Justin Jefferson. I think if you're if you're asking me, you know, who can make it the deepest in the playoffs, um, Vikings, man, they're scary. They're scary. Cowboys yeah. are Cowboys are not trustworthy in the playoffs and Vikings. They and, never really had a good run. And Kirk Cousins is that's 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 the thing. I, I agree with you. I just want to play. I just want to ask you the question of like, yeah. You trust you trust Kirk Cousins in the playoffs more than you trust the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you do, you do, and like you said, you said the Dallas Cowboys instead of Dak because Dak is just not—he's not that type of quarterback that you're like I trust no matter what. You know that's the reason they went for it. You know, yeah. in fourth and four because they're like you know they want you know Dak to do that, and I just I just don't see it this year. I don't see. I think there's a lot of confusion on who's the number one running back. You know, CD Lamb's going off, but I think you know there's just a lot of confusion, and I think when the pressure gets tough. As a Cowboys owner and, you know, coach Mike McCarthy, you know, it's just like, do you trust them? I don't know. I feel like Cowboys are playing with house money or uh, Vikings are playing with house money. Yeah. You know, they're they're going off. They're well, they finally are. in the leading their division. You know, I think the Cowboys are a scary or the Vikings are a scary team to go against in the playoffs right now. They are. And I, I think that I'm with you. I think the biggest difference is the hiring of Kevin O'Connell, the, mm. the, the new head coach out there in Minnesota. Yeah. I think he's really helped free Kirk Cousins up. You know, yeah. He went from a coach in Zimmerman. Who was very like defensive minded? Facts. Um, I'm not going to use. The, I'm not going to say he didn't understand offense, but just wasn't as gifted in terms of like scheming and getting guys open and things like that. Whereas Kevin O'Connell is, which yeah. I think is going to help Kirk Cousins in the playoffs tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. Kirk Cousins was just on the Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about how he's never been in an offense where he has over three checkdowns or check plays. Yeah. And he was saying how he's like, you know, I've always, you know, you have one check play, you know, run pass. Now he's like, I have a run pass and two different passing. And, you That's know, awesome. I mean, he's playing loose. I mean, you saw him on the plane, man. The, yeah. dude, the dude's loving life. He's Dirk on <laughs> chains, baby. I mean, dude is just loving his life. He, he, you know, he's slinging it, which I think has always been the, you know, the downfall of him. You know, when it comes to primetime, can he go out and sling the ball? And I think right now, whether it's a pick or, a, you know, a completion of Justin Jefferson for a catch of the year, 
I think he's throwing that ball right now. And I think, in the, like you said, with Zimmerman, you know, he was more trust our defense, you know, run the ball, try to get low-scoring games. They're high-scoring, high-scoring. They've had in four years, average per game. Um, I mean, I yeah, Vikings are scary. I would, I would much rather play, whether it's at either of these two places, I would much rather play the Cowboys um, if I'm, you know, one of the teams. You know, if I'm Tom Brady, I would much rather go into, you know, Dallas than I would, you oh. know, and especially right now it's getting winning, cold. Winning, it's, winning in Minnesota is tough. That's one of the toughest places is to play, man. Tough, man. Especially it gets cold. You know, these, these primetime games are coming down. You know, you get a playoff game. They got the big drum. Oh. I mean, you know, it's rocking in there. It's rocking. It's, it's, probably, it's so loud. It, it's one of the more underrated places to go watch a game. I think in the NFL, just because mm. the atmosphere. I feel like there are very few NFL stadiums that match like an SEC football atmosphere. Yes, and Minnesota is one of them. Yeah, no, they're just, like you said, and I think also, like, the Cowboys have always been pretty mediocre, but they always edge their way into the playoffs, you know, with their division being a little weaker the past couple years, they're always like, okay, they're kind of in there, but, you know, Stephen A's made a a killing off, you know, coming in and saying, Cowboys are just waiting to make a mistake. I feel like Vikings, they're always, you know, just overshadowed by the Packers. You know, the Packers have just been so good and stuff. Yeah. And right now it's like, Vikings Damn. are like, we're not an underdog. They're not. We're the dog. Yeah. We are dogs and we're coming in here to beat you. We don't want to, you know, win by a field goal. We don't even want you to be in it in the fourth. We want Dalvin Cook to run it, you know, seven, eight times in a row when they're coming yeah. in, when you're coming into Minnesota. It, like you said, that would not be a place I'd want to go if they, you know, end up winning the division and they get home field. I would not want to go to Minnesota and play them right now. Me either. Me me either. So I know you mentioned you, you like the Cowboys. Do you have a score? Yeah, I got Cowboys 30-26. I think it's going to be a pretty big pretty big offensive game. I think, you know, Kirk's going to come out throwing, you know, put up points. But I think, you know, Dak Prescott, I just think, you know, with coming off their loss that they had, I think Mike McCarthy, you know, he's going to get it. He's going to get his guys in line. You know, I think he's going to he's going to really make them, you know, adjustments on defense and really get them set. And I think when it comes down to it, I think the Vikings just – They've been doing great, and like I said, they're they're a much scarier team to play against. But I think right now, I think this is when their hot streak, you know, they're peaking right now with the, the Bills. But I think the Cowboys can come into Minnesota and, and and do some damage and really scare some teams. Yeah, I gotta disagree with you. I like I like the Vikings. I uh, I like them to win twenty four to seventeen. Okay. Um, I haven't mentioned him yet, but Zedarius Smith for the Vikings ha- having a really big year. I think he's gonna have mm-hmm. a big game on Sunday, and. I kind of mentioned it earlier. I just I like the Vikings, other guys more than I like more than I like the Cowboys. So yeah, hey, uh, understandable. Again, this is a big toss up. I love one and a half because that makes betters really sweat. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Why are Cowboys favorite? I really don't know I don't either. I just I, I that loss last week to the Packers was just very unexpected. Yeah, and I think even the win against the Bills was unexpected. I know Josh Allen was coming off injury sure. and stuff, but. Hey, you know what? I won't. I won't mind. I won't be upset if I'm wrong. But I just think the Cowboys. Cowboys correct. They they play their good defense. I think they shut you know Dalvin Cook down, make Dirk throw the ball, and you know Kirk throwing the ball is is usually this year has been great. But you just never know. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So n- the next game here we've got is the Eagles and the Colts. Philly favored by six and a half. Um, real quick, us being here in Indy. What are your thoughts on Jeff Saturday? Well, like you said, us being in Indy, moved here in Indy, you know, just a little while ago, and I have just loved the loved the Colts atmosphere these last this last week. Um, big fan of the Pat McAfee show, and I think you know with them that Jeff Saturday, they said this is the first time in two years that the Colts stadium has been sold out. Really? Um, yeah. So last week it was sold out. Obviously, big win against the Raiders and stuff. 
you know, going to the Raiders and stuff, big game. But this week, all tickets are sold out. They are That's ready awesome. to play. Pat McAfee is stoked. I listened to Jeff Saturday say how, you know, when you got a culture that's just crumbling, you know, you, everyone was expecting the Colts to be good, and they have just underperformed. I think yep. one of the most underperforming teams, right up there with the Raiders, but For sure. one of the most underperforming teams. I, I really love the Colts' vibe. I think the Eagles are a little shaken, you know, from from that random, shocking loss to the uh, Commanders. Not that random, if you were listening over here. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm with you. The energy's good. Um, I'm just, I just don't want this to be a Dan Campbell thing. Uh, mm. Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, he, he's been an interim before. And, like, when you bring in a former player who's got a lot of energy, like, that obviously feeds into your team, but only, that only lasts for so long. Mm. So I just want to see if they can keep this momentum going. Yeah. That's really kind of my thing. But look, look, he, he won. That's all you can do at the same time. It was and the Raiders. I, and I think it's also good, though, when you got a team like that, that, um, you know, obviously with the Raiders, they weren't, they're not underperforming team. They were underdogs and stuff. But I think it's also good sometimes when you are underdogs in that environment. You know, yeah. you don't, I mean, if the Colts go out and lose 21-0, you'll be sad. You know, I'll be sad, obviously, you know, being a, you know, in indie resident, you know. But I also think, you know, it's not like if you do lose that, you're not, you're not bad. But if you take him down and Jalen Hurst has to, you know, do Jalen Hurst things, MVP candidate, and he's got to go win the game. There's a lot of wins you can take from that, you know, even lose there this game you can lose you can win a lot losing this game as a Colts player. And I think for the Eagles, if you win this by 4 points, I think that's a loss for Eagles. You know, if you're going yeah. into Colts, you know, this is where you separate yourself, you know, you put yourself back up there with the Chiefs and stuff where you're like, yeah, I can go into a tough environment and win. I think that's very easy, but I think if you go, you know, Jalen Hurts needs a game-winning drive and they get a field goal from it, I don't know if that's a big win for the Eagles. I think Colts, you know, there's a lot of moral victories here when it comes to this game. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, really quickly, are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? Oh, that's tough. That is tough. I'm going to have to go. I'm, I'm going to have to go no. I'm gonna have to go. No, I don't think they are either. No, so I don't. I don't think so either. I think. I think the Eagles. Um, this past game against the Commanders was, you know, their first real test, and I think, you know, they've been super hot in, you know, the first half of most games, and then they just struggle in the second half, and then they just end up winning. And hey, they're a great team, but when it comes to the best, I mean, you're you just got a lot of teams in there. You got Brady finally starting to click again. I mean, you go Brady Eagles right now. Most people are picking Eagles, but like, yeah, Tom Brady in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you just never know. I like uh, even Minnesota and stuff. I like the Niners. Yes, more, more yes. Like that's that's my favorite team in the NFC. If Extremely I had to pull one, talented. I know they've struggled. You know, their record does not show. They've been hurt. Um, they're five and four, which is not a good record. Obviously, yeah. for saying they've that they're going to be the top. Super banged up though. Once when, they get healthy, they'll be fine. But when you talk, you know, the two biggest teams, offense, defense, that twenty-two roster. I oh, mean, yeah. especially with the Christian McCaffrey and stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. I just think Jimmy G just doesn't lose games, and neither does Jalen Hurts. You know, they're, the yeah. Eagles are the number one. You know, turnover they don't have. They have the least turnovers out of every every single team in the league. Yeah. But you know, I mean, you just got all those weapons and stuff, and you saw Taylor Heineke kind of tear him up and tear yeah. possession. The I mean, Jimmy G can do that with Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Elijah Mitchell's coming back. Yeah. Um. I mean, they just have. It's just hard to say. We, I mean, it's kind of like the Warriors. You know, when they inquired Kevin Durant. You yeah. know, you were just like. They just have so much firepower. Yeah, exactly. And so when it comes to the 49ers, it's like when it comes playoff time, you need players to make plays. Yeah. And, and the Niners yeah, they got, you know, A.J. Brown, do that. 49ers got the most the most players to make plays out of any team in the NFC. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, so here's, here's my hot take. If if the Colts beat the Eagles on Sunday, the Colts will make the playoffs. Ooh, 
let's they're, go Colts. They're they're one game back. Yep. They're they're four and five. Um and the Titans have a hard hard game against the Packers. You know, well, they lose I don't think this. they'll win the division. I, I think I think they'll grab Ooh. like the seventh seed. Okay. And so right now the Patriots, Bengals, and Chargers are all five and four. They're yep. all tied for it. Um and then the Colts are obviously four and five, four, five, and one. So they're <laughs> I, I believe a game back. I don't know how the math works with, with that tie. So like there is hope for this team to potentially Absolutely. make the playoffs. They have to win on Sunday. I don't think that they will. Uh, I like the Eagles to win tw- twenty three to thirteen. I think AJ Brown bounces back with a big game after only having one catch for seven yards on Monday Night Football. And I just think that the Colts' offensive line struggles haven't been fixed, and I think they're really going to struggle to block this Eagles front four. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is definitely a good test. But I think that's what's also good about Jeff Saturday. I heard again, he said, you know, he's spending 80% of his time in the offensive line uh, room and stuff. And I think, you know, that's where he's going to be able to bring that energy and stuff. Jonathan Taylor, I think the big reasons the Eagles were struggling is they didn't have the ball a lot. And I think with Jonathan Taylor having, you know, kind of his comeback season, you know, uh, or get comeback game of the season right now with last week um, running all over, I think if the Colts can, you know, hold the ball a lot, you know, not turn the ball over. I know Matt Ryan has been prone to fumble, throw interceptions. Dude has been struggling. But right now, like I said, going back to those moral victories and stuff, I feel like if the Colts win this game, like you said, I mean, it's it's everything for the Colts right now. If they win this game, you start teaching, you know, Jeff Saturday can get some motivation into those exactly, players yeah. right now that says, hey, we just beat the Eagles. They were undefeated last, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. They were the number one team in the league. Yeah. You go beat a team like that, or you even go compete with them, you know, then you go and play, I don't know, the rest of their season, but it's, you go. You they've go, got the second toughest strength of schedule oh, man, go, that's tough. Um, for the rest of the way out. Yeah. I mean, they got, you know, Steelers right ne- next. You know, that's my <laughs> team. Hate that. Going to be at that game, you know, really excited to watch oh, that. Nice. But yeah, like you said, you know, they got a tough schedule. They go Cowboys, you know, Vikings, Chargers, Giants. Whew. I mean, that's hey, a, it's tough. Like it you gets said, really I mean, tough. they go lose. But, look, but if you can be Philadelphia, you can beat anybody. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, so you you, you you have the Eagles winning as well. No. So actually, I'm gonna do a hot take. This is my hot take. I know we haven't got into hot takes yet, so not to, <laughs> not to splurge. But I got I got the Colts running off that last victory. I think the Eagles are a little shaken. I think Jalen Hurst, you know, could get rocked up in the beginning. Um, I know this might be you know indie resident coming out in me. You know, last like couple it. months been in there. It happens, but man, man I like it. I'm loving the Colts here. Um, not, not very likely there are, it's minus six, um, you know, against them and stuff. But I think, you know, I think the Colts can come in there. If they get that win, like you said, you're thinking playoffs, you're thinking, I mean, I don't know. I like the, I like the Colts here. They got a good defense. They slow that Eagles offense down. Never know what can happen. Fair enough. Uh, third game here, Chiefs Chargers, Kansas City, six point favorites in that one. Man, this is, this gets really interesting. Um, I'm really excited for this game. This for me is probably the game I'm most looking forward to. Sunday night football. Um, man, I can't wait. Uh, is this is this a must win for the Chargers? Absolutely, absolutely. They're, I think with yeah. even even I saw especially that especially if if the Colts win. Yeah, especially if the Colts win. Even if they don't, you know, like you said, you know, they got a couple, you know, givey games. Um, they're coming up, but I think you know with the Chiefs. I mean, it's a divisional game, and we've seen all the primetime games this week. You know, or this year. You know, when it's a divisional game, it's close. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a big, you know, AFC North guy. And when they're divisional plays, you know, it's close. And same with this division. I mean, you got, you know, three really good teams. The Raiders obviously underperforming. But you got a divisional game where if the Chargers don't win, I mean, the Chargers are losing that wild. They're fighting for that wild card. I think the Bills or the Chiefs have, you know, definitively sold, you know, being the top of their division. So they're fighting for that wild card. If the Chargers don't win here... I think it's tough for them. Same for morale, you know. If they're not not able to beat their divisional opponent, 
I think that's big. You know, when it's, you start questioning, you know, Justin Herbert's ability, you know, I think there's a lot of questions that start happening in that locker room that you don't want to have as a, if they would fall, you know, as that team, you know, if they would fall, yeah, it would not be good for the Chargers. I think it is a 100% must win. I think right now I am confident they, they can steal that wild card, but I think if they lose that game, you're really looking at, you know, Colts maybe getting in, you know, Patriots getting in because, I mean, Bill Belichick always wins. <laughs> yes, he does. And he always finds a way to win. Since he's right there, too, at 5-4. and four. Yeah, since he, you know, they have an easier division with the Steelers being terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, they, yeah, you, you don't want to lose this game. I think this is a must win for their playoff berth. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd agree. Um, are the Chiefs the best team in the NFL? I think so. In NFL. Yeah, yeah. I would say right now, I, I think Chiefs, I think, you know, I don't know what the Super Bowl odds are. Chiefs have always been high, you know, right up with the Bills, with the Bills having their struggle. Justin, or Josh Allen, you know, having his struggles um, physically and stuff. I think if the Chiefs, you know, come out here and commandingly win this game, I think it's it's looking bad for the rest of the teams in the NFC. I think Patty Mahomes, you know, one of the, I mean, he, he arguably right now is the most talented quarterback playing the game right now. And I, I don't think that's, you know, that arguably, in my opinion, I think, I think the Chiefs, the way they're rolling, Travis Kelsey being the best tight end in the league, you know, they are they're just looking hot. And it's hard it's hard for me to go against them right now. They are they're killing it. Yeah, for sure. I I pretty much agree with that to a T. So Chiefs Chargers, who do you like? I like Chiefs. They're minus six. Um, I think I think they're a team I don't want to play home, away. They're almost better away, you know. I mean they're they tough, are man. they are insane. Um, but yeah, I think I think Chiefs Chiefs by a high margin here. I think Chiefs minus really? six is is an easy is an easy bet. I think because really? it's when it comes to you know teams in this AFC, you know it's a lot of shootouts. You know, like you said, Joey Burrow and stuff. You know, Josh Allen. You know, there's a ton of these shootout games. I feel like you know in the NFC you're looking at defense, Dallas. You know, all this stuff, low scoring. But when it comes to the Chiefs, if it's a shootout. I mean, come on, man. Patty Mahomes is the best comeback. I mean, when he's down 14, I feel like he's more calm than when he's up 14. Yeah. he's. I mean, when he's, he's down wild, 14, man. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what he's about to do. You know? For, for sure. I totally, totally agree with that. And then going into SoFi Stadium, you know, I mean, going to the Chargers and playing this game, I think this is what Patty Mahomes likes his shops for. You know, I mean, I think he's ready to play. I think he's ready to show, you know, they're definitively the best in the division, um, which I think has been, you know, pretty, pretty uh, definitive in my opinion, with, with the Chiefs right now. I just, I feel like there's some top teams, you know, like the Vikings that I'm a little uncertain on, you know, Cowboys, maybe even Eagles. But I feel like when it comes to the Chiefs, you know, they're the number one team in the AFC ranking-wise, and I think they're, they're going to show out for this Sunday game. Yeah, I, I like them to win too. Uh, I like them winning 34 to 28. I think the Chargers are just too banged up to yeah. really compete. Uh, I think it's one of these things where... It's close kind of early, and then you know, halfway yep. halfway through the third quarter, we kind of see the Chiefs pull away. Yep. I'm th- I, that's, I, I, like you said, I completely agree to the T. Um, I have it 31-21. I have the Chiefs. You know, they're the highest scoring offense in the league. They are. Um, and like I said, yeah, close. You know, maybe a 10-13, to 10-14 type halftime. They might even be down. You know, if the Chargers, I mean, Justin Herbert's just hard to go against because he just he is, slings man. that ball. Yes, he does. Even though their Chargers are so beat up. I can see the Chargers, you know, maybe getting out to a lead. And then Andy Reid, you know, just at halftime making his adjustments. And Patty Mahomes just showing why he is the MVP, highest MVP candidate in the league right now. For sure. Do you, do you know who's, who's number two? Oh, Tua, just saying. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Go Fins, right? Yeah, you had to, had to. Um, finally, uh, our last game before we get to our, our big swings, we've got the Titans-Packers, uh, the game that's going on tonight. Uh, hopefully, this is going to happen. Hopefully, you're listening to this be- before the game. Um, I'm just going to get straight into it because we've, we've we've already talked about the Packers quite a bit. 
Uh, how how real do you think the Titans are? I mean, it's always tough because, like, I mean, you saw them against the Chiefs, you know, last, last yeah, it was last week, you know, two weeks ago. Um, you know, Titans are a tough team, man. They're physical. They're physical. Those defense, I mean, I know they always have that sound, you know, boosted up when they make those hits. But that defense, you know, when they hit, they hit hard. They do. You know, and Derrick Henry, if you're not ready to play, and I know the Packers, you know, they're coming off a big win, huge win, you know, kind of big momentum swing. But when it comes to those Titans, man, they are a tough team. Great, you know, I mean, he, he gets their team ready to play. Yeah, for sure. To- totally agree. Totally agree. Um, man, Mike Vrabel, he's he's one of the best coaches in the league. But I think ultimately, I think the Titans are just, they're in that tier. They're in the second tier in the AFC. I think that the three best teams in the AFC are, are the Chiefs, the Bills, and, and probably the Dolphins. And I, I think I can say that as a Dolphins fan, and people still still agree with me. Absolutely. Usually when I make Dolphins takes, I do think about them long and hard. I'm not just out <laughs> here. Because, like, I hate, I don't want to be that guy who just, like, always picks his favorite team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think, like, when, when you see the body of work that the Dolphins have put together, obviously undefeated when Tua plays, had the second highest scoring offense in the league when Tua plays, yep. had the number one passing offense in the league, even though uh, Thompson and Bridgewater have combined to throw over 100 passes this year. Like, that's really impressive. I think it speaks to the offense that Miami has. This isn't supposed to be a Dolphins segment, so I'm going to stop talking about it now. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I think it showed, you know, last year, them being the number one seed in the AFC and then them just getting worked in the playoffs. I think, you know, when it comes to playoff time, and that's where, you know, I when, when it was you were asking me, who do I trust more, Cowboys or, or Vikings? You need players that are going to make plays. Yeah. And I think the char- the Titans are such a good team in the regular season. You know, they're going to be that hardworking team. Derrick Henry's going to, you know, grind it out. And if they get a lead... Oh, look out. But yeah. I, I think they're <sighs> they're really similar to Dallas in how yeah. you like their other pieces and the the defense is really good. But like quarterback is just such a step down from the teams that are better than them that like you, you don't fully trust them. Yeah. I mean that last drive, you know, last drive of the game, you know, and stuff, if you got, you know, third and seven and you gotta throw the ball, who is Tannehill throwing to right and, now is Tannehill no even going to be healthy like, there's, there's no more AJ Brown there's no AJ Brown and so, like and he wasn't even that great for them I mean they had Julio and stuff I mean they had like yeah. all these guys and it's like right now yeah if they're up you know seven and they got to you know chew the clock and stuff yeah I'm trusting Titans yeah. but it's like that when it but comes to the down, playoffs they have to win yeah I don't trust Tannehill I don't <laughs> I don't because I mean, like you said who is he throwing to well, okay I I love Traylon Burks simply yeah. because I mean he, Robert Woods he, was a great you know pickup yeah. too you know. And, and and they got pieces, but like you said, you know, trustworthy in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like you said, they're just that tier level. When your number one receiver level. is a rookie, like that's that's concerning. Yeah, it is. And Absolutely. So, um, I like the Packers to win. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Um, I think the Packers have kind of figured it out. Uh, I'm expecting a really similar game plan. Maybe it won't be as as effective. Obviously, since I don't have them scoring thirty points, I've got them scoring twenty. Um, I, I expect them to fully stay committed to the run. Get get Aaron Jones and. Uh, What's his first AJ name, Dillon? And, and get A.J. Dillon the football. Yeah. Uh, Christian Watson seems to have kind of figured it out. Yeah. Um, no, so, uh, Aaron Rodgers. if he has, watch out oh, NFC. Yep. Because they, they can turn it on pretty quick. Because that's a too, really good defense. Especially, too, with all their injuries and stuff they're struggling with right now. If they are able to, you know, tie a couple wins together and they get that wild card spot. I mean, the, the Packers are a dangerous team right now. Um, like you said, their running game. I have them winning um, 17 to 10. I think it's going to be a little more low scoring. I think they're going to run. Both teams are going to run the ball heavy. So there's not going to be a lot of scoring. Yeah. Um, a lot of time of possession, you know, of just driving down, maybe some field goals. I know the weather isn't supposed to be too good there. It's supposed to be real cold. Um, Aaron Rodgers is used to it. You know, Tannehill's not. not. It's in Lambeau. They just got a big win. That Lambeau leap, you know, you go, you get, eight, <laughs> you get, you know, a couple runs in for the end zone. You get Aaron Rodgers cooking. I do have the, the Packers. I was kind of shocked that they were favored. You know, just 
being a yeah. less team, you know, struggling as much as they've struggled this year. But you know, I love Aaron Rodgers, man. That dude, that dude, when he's when he's cooking, he's a dangerous man. Yes, he is. All right, real quick, what's your big swing for Sunday? Big swing, like I said, I'm going to go Colts, man. I think, you know, with the big swing, I think, you know, this is going to be the big upset. I wish the Eagles would have won last week, so, we, you know, they would have been, you know, a lot less, you know, prepared to um, come from behind. But I got the Colts, you know, going. Um, I would say a hard second. I was really debating, you know, Steelers Steelers dubbing on the Bengals. Like you said, though, you don't want to be a big fan here. That's maybe me <laughs> being a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Go, go Kenny Pickett. Um, but, you know, I definitely think, you know, the Colts with Jeff Saturday, I think, it would be just such a big story, you know, if the Colts find a way to make that make that win against the Eagles. Sure. I mean, like you said, their playoff berth happens. I don't think anything really happens hurts the Eagles. I think that, you know, it scares them a little bit. You know, then you've got teams you can compare. Are they better than, you know, the Vikings? Are they better than the Cowboys 49ers? I think, you know, with the undefeated record, they were. Um, but that is my big swing for the week. Um, Colts, Colts going home. Lucas Oil. Indy's going to be popping. And I think they come in. Eagles come in and get real shocked by uh, Jeff Saturday and those Colts. Nice. Uh, my big swing is the Bears are going to beat the Falcons by two touchdowns. Ooh. So the Bears don't just win. The Bears run the Falcons out of the building. Run the Falcons. I, I was going to take I was going to take the Lions to beat the Giants just straight up. But because of that, um, but like because of that, because the game is in New York, I don't like Jared Goff going on the road mm, yes. to play in like a cold environment. He really struggles on the road in general. He's great in domes. If that game had been in Detroit, I would have taken the Lions. Yeah. But since but since it's on the road, I just don't quite trust Goff. Uh, Justin Fields is really kind of starting to figure things out. That coaching staff is doing a really good job to empower him to do what he does best. Exactly. Chase Claypool is a big trade as well. That's a that's a oh, legit number one. Huge loss. Huge loss for the yeah. Steelers. Him and DJ or Mooney. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a legit number one receiver now that Justin Fields has, and Absolutely. like that's really important for a young quarterback to have. Um, so I feel yeah. like he is really starting to play his game. I have a lot of Bears fans as friends, and they're just really starting to say, you know, I mean, they don't want the past couple of years. You know, they just haven't wanted him to scramble, and you see him scrambling. I mean, he dropped one seventy eight rushing, most by any quarterback ever. I mean, we got Michael Vick, Lamar. I mean, Lamar is the best running running quarterback he's, I've ever yeah. seen. And you see Justin Fields. You just, saw the Dolphins coach, yeah. um, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniels. He was like. I just, I just when he ran stop. out of bounds on the sideline, he was like, they, they asked him, they were like, what did you say to him? He goes, I said, stop scrambling. <laughs> I mean, he was ticked. He was like, "Get stay in the pocket. And you're starting to see Justin Fields, like you said, really come out to see who he really is as a quarterback. And I for think sure. that's, that's, that's scary and great for, great for Bears fans. Fun fact, Justin Fields on pace to break the single season quarterback r- r- rushing yards record. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I it shows. I mean, it he's, shows. he's playing great. So, those are the big swings. Those are the predictions. We're going to take a short break. We come back full NBA. I wouldn't call it a full NBA deep dive, but like we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on some some, oh, some NBA stuff. Should be really good. Uh, cannot wait to do it. So we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back with some more shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more shooting the Schmidt. Going to get into some NBA stuff here. So basically, just to give you the rundown on what we're going to do, we've basically got tiers of all the NBA teams. And basically where we kind of think they're going to finish the season slash where they're kind of at right now. So we're going to start at the bottom uh, in our Wimby, Wimby sweepstakes tier. Basically all the teams that are tanking for Wimby and So give me, you know, the however many teams you have here that you don't think have a chance at, at making the playoffs and are going to be in that running. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple. I mean, it's always hard in the beginning, you know, because sure. when you got teams tanking and stuff, you got like Charlotte that I think will turn it around. They're real low right now. I mean, I think it's hard to say that, you know, the the Pistons and the Magic aren't going to, you know, Apollo looks good. But, um, 
you know, a lot of people were saying in the beginning of the year, Pacers were going to tank again, you know, to try to, you know, try to get that spot. I think wherever he goes, he's going to be successful. Dude is an absolute freak. Um, <clears throat> dude can, dude can score. I saw a stat that said in the last two games, he's had five one-legged threes go in. That's wild. I mean, you see James Harden doing it in the summer leagues and stuff, but I mean, this guy is just an absolute unit. Um, I would probably say, you know, like Houston would be one of the scariest teams to get him, you know, with all these young guys, Jalen Green, you know, Otto Porter, you know, all these guys that are just just dogs and stuff. If he got on there, I think that could really turn the organization around. Um, and the Pistons, I think those are the two, you know, really scary teams. Um, Pistons are probably most likely going to get it. They just, Katie Cunningham just doesn't, you know, I just don't think, you know, when they're when they're battling all their teams, I think, you know, you put Wimby on some of those teams, man. Houston, or you put them up, you know, Magic if they end up getting him. Yeah. I mean, that is some scary matchups this fall next year. Detroit as well. Uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah. Imagine Wimby and Chet. Come yeah. on now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think we've got a, a, lot, of, a lot of the similar teams. I have um, the Wizards down here, too. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't think the Wizards are going to... I, they, it's the Wizards, man. Like they yeah. they they look fine right now, but they they did this last year. Yep. But they looked good, and then they just fell off. And and it's sad because I love the team. Kyle Kuzma's really starting to come into his role. I love is. Kyle Kuzma. I was really sad when the Lakers let go. You know, let him go. Are you a Lakers fan? Uh, I mean, I would say I'm a Lakers supporter. I want to see him do <laughs> okay. good. You know, I want to say I'm a fan of them. You know, especially this year, I, I you know frustrated with their play. Sure. Um, with the drama involved, obviously being in LA, there's always going to be drama with the team. Of course, but um. Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Beal are great. If you peer, you know, Wimby up there with them. Oh yeah, that the, the, all of a sudden Bradley really Beal good. doesn't. I mean, no one wants, no one's expecting him to leave now. You know, sure, if he's yeah. got them. I mean, that's a next year. But yeah, no, that's that's a great pick. That's a great pick with the the Wizards. Like you said, they always start a little hot. Maybe figure it out here and there. Bradley Beal is going to be Bradley Beal. He's a dog for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that would be that, that's a good pick. Yep. Uh, what about play in? This is we'll kind of talk more. I, I think as we go up in tiers. Because there's actually stuff to talk about. Because like with those, I think we had I, had, I have seven teams down there. Like those teams suck. And I think everybody kind of yeah. knows that. Um, so playing, I I love talking about playing teams because a lot of times it's usually like one of two scenarios in terms of like it's a really young core who's slowly kind of starting to mature and they're getting better or it's an older core and they're about to blow it up. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Of who, who all do you have here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like in the in the East, it's a little less climatic. You know, I think you know when it come it comes to you know the tiers, uh, the the, the playing game. I think you know the Pacers with Halliburton and stuff. You know, yeah, I think they're a scary too. team in the play in they're the play fun. in. They're fun. You know, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Miles Turner just dropped you know over thirty a couple games mm-hmm. in a row. Well, what's going to be interesting is there's there's murmurs of them trading him. So like, what happens when they exactly. trade Miles Turner? And they trade probably Buddy Heald with him. Yeah. And then it's just Halliburton and Matherin and Isaiah Jackson. Matherin, what a beast rookie. He's awesome, What man. a beast He's rookie. He's playing so well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what that team looks like once they get rid of Miles Turner and, and Buddy Heald. Even though they've been saying that they're, that they're going to trade those guys away for the longest time and they still haven't done it. So who knows if, if it's even going to happen. Yeah, but, that's what's crazy about the NBA, man. In the East, it's just like you said, there's a lot of trade inquiries, you know. Um, a lot of teams struggling, you know, for some reason, the Bulls are struggling this year. I thought they were really, they started hot last year and stayed hot yeah. and they were a team no one wanted to play, but this year they're struggling. Lonzo ball, you know, can't get off an do, injury. Do, do you have him here in the, in, in the play-in? I think they're going to figure it out. I don't have the Bulls okay. in the play-in. I think big teams in the play-in. Um, I think, you know, big teams are like the Hawks. I think the Hawks. You think the Hawks are playing? I team? think the Hawks are. I know that's a very unpopular take. Yeah, I, no, I, that's I think, fine. Why, um, why do you think that? Um, I don't have I, them here. I but. think, you know, when it comes down to it in a lot of games, 
Um, you see a lot of the good teams, especially Boston, Cleveland, Heat, 76ers, even the um, Knicks are really good at defense. I think, you know, when it comes to Trey Young, he is just a, I mean, their team, especially with the DeJounte Murray ad, you know, they are heavy offense. They are. But, but yeah. when it comes to, you know, playing some teams like, who are they gonna? You know, how can they? How can they stop? You know, those wing, those wing scores. Like, who's guarding Jalen Brown on their team? Probably Hunter. Like, yeah, I mean, and but yeah, you know, I, he's, I, you know I what I mean. Like, I'm with like you, when yeah. it comes to clamp teams, you know, you got like Jalen Brown, um, J- Jason Tatum. You know, those teams. Who's guarding James Harden? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you got teams like that when you got players that could go off. The Hawks are scary though when they're on. Things look out. They can score. They can drop one thirty on any team, any sure. given night. Yeah, any given very, night. Very. But I think when it comes to like playing games and stuff, I think the Hawks. You know, they're going to be a hot team. But once it really starts coming down to crunch time, you know, after the that sixty sixty five game mark, I think the Hawks are going to struggle. Um, I also have um, Charlotte. I really like Charlotte. I know they're struggling. They're um, four and eleven this year. But Lamelo just came back two games ago. Um, I just I just love that that atmosphere where they play, you know, Scary Terry, Lamelo, sure, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Plumley, Miles Bridges, if he can come, I don't think he's playing this no, year. He's, not, he's, <laughs> he's, he's done. He, he's done. Um, but um, you know, I think you know they're that scary team. Um, but definitely, I would say Pacers are a very scary team in that play. On, um, I know a lot of Pacers fan would much rather hear tank for Wimby, but um, yeah. But you know, I said, no, I yeah, like I get it, but at the same time, like. I don't know. The Pacers haven't been viable Halliburton in a long and that, time, that rookie man. and stuff, Matherin. I mean, they don't want to lose. They they're know. not tanking. They're yeah. not a team to tank. You For know, sure. I think when it comes to other tank teams, they're like, you know, if Pistons start losing, they're not too upset about losing. I For think, sure. you know, Miles Turner, they got that culture and stuff there. They don't want to lose. They're going to be that playing team where, you know, you're going to have Toronto and Pacers, you know, maybe at, you know, one of those playing games, and you're like, you yeah. know, who, I mean, even, you know, yeah, you just got a lot of teams in there that I don't think you want to play the Pacers when it comes to playing, and you put Halliburton, Buddy Heald, if, they, if they're still on the team, like you said, at the end of the year, I don't think you want to play them in the play-in. For sure, yeah, to- totally agree. So I've got, I-, I have the Pacers as well. I've got the Knicks. Mm. Uh, I just, I think that they don't have a legit star. Yeah, And when absolutely. you look at the East, like the East, there's a lot of really good teams out there, and I think ultimately that's going to cost them from getting one of the legit playoff spots. The, you know, th- they may win the play-in, that's very possible, but... You know, we'll we'll see. It's kind of who, who they draw. I've got Brooklyn in the play-in. Ooh, um, that's a hot take. Ca- caveat: If Brooklyn keeps Kyrie, I have him in the play-in. If Brooklyn trades Kyrie, I think they'll make the playoffs. Really? Why do you think that? He's just—he's not good for that locker room, man. Mm, like, and on top of that, when I you look agree. at when you look at if, if you look at Kyrie Irving in his career, the win percentage of his team when he plays is very similar to the win percentage of his team when he does not play. Yeah. So like, no, a lot I, of talk on ESPN and Fox Sports about right now, like yeah. with him missing these games and stuff. You start seeing KD kind of really learn to take over a team, and you start seeing these role players play hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that was my biggest, you know, fear once they fired Steve Nash. Is I was excited for the Nets this year. You know, they yeah. finally, you know, all the drama these last couple of years with COVID and Harden moving and all these pieces. You know, every team when they inquire big players are like, oh, they just need to play together. And I was like, this year, you know, they get to play together. And then you know, Kyrie's doing Kyrie, man. There's always something up with them. Now they fired. Their head coach. I mean, and like I w- you said, I mean, when they play without him, they don't lose a lot. They don't. I would, if I was the Lakers, I mean, I'd be calling, I'd, I'd be calling Absolutely. Brooklyn right now. Absolutely. Because there's like reports that, you know, the movie that Kyrie promoted or whatever, there's people who like love that movie who are like standing outside of Barclays Center, like passing out pamphlets <sighs> and things like that. And like, that's just, it's a bad look for the organization. It is. It's bad for the locker room. And ultimately, like, he's a guard who can score, he's an average defender. He, mm, he doesn't really. Below, maybe. He doesn't really run an offense like a true point guard does. So he's. It's not like he's out there actively making his teammates better, getting shots for other people. 
So I don't think he really adds you that much. Or he's got a real like Monte Ellis kind of vibe to him. Mm. Ooh, um, good comparison. So I, yeah, I. So, but if if they trade him away and they go get some some better role players or even just like a fringe star, like I then believe that they'll be good enough to make the playoffs. Because as of right now, I think there's just too many distractions going on in Brooklyn, especially in the East. To too, you just got some solid teams. I mean, yeah. Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Heat, Seventy Sixers. They got their culture. They yeah. got their DNA. They're playing hard. And if you go against a team, especially in the playoffs, you got to be, you know, you got to have that camaraderie. Yeah, and if they're, sure. and that's, you know, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest scorers of all time, the greatest scorer of all the, time. Okay, there you go. Just saying, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, you get some, you get, you know, you go against, you know, Milwaukee, like you said, you know, they're they're definitely tiers lower for sure. And then in the West, I've got the Kings. Mm. I, the, the Kings have a decent amount of talent. De'Aaron Fox is having a quite a good year, like potentially could could be an All Star. Um, I think Minnesota is going to figure it out. Yep. Um, just too much scoring with Towns and Anthony Edwards. The biggest thing is just trying to figure out where Gobert fits. Yeah. Um, and Putting then, Cat at the four is, is crazy. Huh? Putting Cat at the four is crazy. Yeah, they really struggle defensively with him there. But at the same time, like you need him on the floor to score. So Absolutely. it's really kind of tough for them. But I, they'll figure it out, I'm assuming. And then I have the Lakers as well. Yes, sir. Um, I, I don't really like having them there. I just I felt like I needed a third team to put in there for the West, and I just I don't I don't I don't really know how I feel about it. Just because that they're a mess too, man. Like such a mess. Russell Westbrook doesn't need to be playing at all. <laughs> um, Patrick Beverly isn't hasn't been playing great. LeBron's only averaging like twenty four a game. He's not he's not oh. what he was, and like we can say that, and like because that's true. Anthony Davis isn't isn't picking up the slack like he such was supposed to be. And so I don't really know if they're going to be a playing team. Um, I am expecting for them to make some kind of big move here soon, though, because they do have LeBron and they do want to win while he's there. Exactly for obvious reasons. And so, um, so yeah, I, I yeah have no, I mean I I one hundred percent agree. Um, my three teams um, definitely. I, I'm actually pretty similar. I do have Minnesota. I think they are struggling this year on where to put Rudy Gobert. I think Anthony Edwards, like you said, kind of about the Knicks. They don't have that one star where it's like you know. Push comes to shove, who's getting it? You know, fourth quarter, who's going to take off? They have a lot of great players, and they have a good culture. They made a good run last year. Um, I think Anthony Edwards is great. Cat, if he wants to play, is great. Rudy Gobert is a great defensive player. Uh, but Rudy Gobert gets exposed in the in, in a lot of games. And yes. I think when they play some of those good teams, they're going to lose to a lot of those, you know, top 10 teams in the league um, in a lot of times. So I got them there. Um, one team that's going off this year, but I think are definitely going to start, you know, getting figured out and start um, getting beat is the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Um, I think they just aren't talented. Enough. They're just not talented. This year, everyone said they're going to tank. You know, they traded away all their players. You know, Rudy Gobert. You know, huge draft capital for him and stuff. Donovan Mitchell getting out, and then all of a sudden, you know, they jump to a ten to ten and six record already in the first sixteen games. But I think you know, once push comes to shove and ple- people are starting to play for their playoffs, they're going to start beating that team. Um, but they're going to be sure. a scary team. I mean, they don't like to lose every year. Even, you know, even the last couple of years, they're always in there. Um, but they're just not that team. And I definitely have the Lakers as well. Lakers. I, they're not good enough to be top seven, top six, you know, in the league or in the West, especially with how good the West is. The West have some teams in there. I do. I mean, they have, if you put some of those West teams into the East, they're starting to bump, you know, the pace or, you know, some of those role, those sure. role teams out. But I think with LeBron, man, he always makes the playoffs. I know not always, but dang near always, you know, he always is making it. Um, and it's just hard to ever count them out. Like you said, LeBron's window is closing. It is. And LA is known for making big moves. So they go get Kyrie. They lose Russ. You know, they got Pat Bev starting, man. That's the thing. I don't know. I, Brooklyn won't, won't trade for Russ because Kevin Durant's there. 
Exactly. And that's that's the thing that makes it really interesting, right? And also, Kyrie and LeBron team it up again. Like, Kyrie left him. Like, he didn't yeah. want, and I know he apologized well, I, I think and all that, that like, stuff, but, like, I, I don't like Kyrie, that trade, but I feel like that's like, the hottest Kyrie, trade they're talking. Kyrie playing with LeBron is way more practical than Russell Westbrook playing with Kevin Durant. Mm, yeah. And so, and that's the thing. Like, if Lakers, if the Lakers were, were to make that trade, I don't know what they would send because the Brooklyn Nets do not want, they, they don't want Russell no Westbrook. No one does. And... And they um, don't have anyone else. And uh, yeah, like I mean, well, they don't want to trade AD you, for some reason. I'm about to trade, like, would you would you trade Anthony Davis or Kyrie? Irving? I mean, I've heard. I don't think I, I wouldn't. I can tell you that right I've now. I've heard a lot but, of talks about AD moving. I think it's good because he is playing relatively okay, and he seems healthy. He seems like he's moving well. He's been playing the five a lot more this year, which is what he hasn't wanted to do, but he is willing to this year. Um, but I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. But if you told me in three months that the Lakers roster is not changed from what it is now. I don't think you're right. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's got to be changed. Yeah. I mean, I think LA is too big. Like you said, LeBron's got, you know, I mean, his window's closing and they want to win another chip. They don't want to make the playoffs. The Lakers with LeBron, LeBron's not satisfied with making the playoffs and getting bumped in the first round, even the second round. They're making Western Conference finals. And if they're not in the finals, LeBron's upset. And, yeah. and so are Lakers fans. So I think they make a big move. Um, but like I said, you know, it takes a long time for players to, you know, get that mesh with each other. And so that's why I think they're going to be in the play-in, but they're going to be a scary team in the play-in. I think, you know, they're going to be a scary... I mean, anytime LeBron gets in the playoffs, he's sure. going to be scary. Yeah. Um, but I do think they are making the playoffs this year. I do think they get in the play-in and they win it. I mean, are a very scary team, but if they go against, you know, one of the top teams, you know, what, who, whoever that is, whether that is, you know, the Suns, the Mavs, the Warriors, you know, stuff like that, you know, they're, they're, they, they're going to have a struggle. And so when they go up against them, they're going to have to have pieces. And I'm excited to see who they, who they pick up in this in this season for sure uh moving on to the next year up just like your your playoff teams teams that you feel like are going to end up somewhere you know between the one and and, and the six seed or may like give me all your playoff teams that don't include the teams you think are good enough to play for an nba championship yeah absolutely absolutely starting out east i mean i think um when you go out east, you got, you know, I'm a big Heat fan. Heat culture, you know, Heat culture, they always make the playoffs. Eric Spolster always got those dogs, you know, barking and stuff. Jimmy Buckets, you know, been hooping and stuff. But I just don't think they have the team to be able to, you know, be that upper echelon where they, if they I go agree. to Celtics, I mean, I think that's a f- quick five game for the Celtics, you know. Yeah. But they're that team where they're definitively going to be top five. You know, I don't think in that regular season, they're those dogs where they don't want to lose. But I just really don't think they're also going to be that team where they can, you know, beat those top tiers. So I think, you know, the Heat are a big one. I think Toronto's a big one. Um, they're great in the regular season. I like them a lot. Um, so those, I mean, I really like them. And then that's where I had the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think Kevin Durant is just too good. He's getting too much hate and fight back on, you know, the season and stuff. But like I said, you know, you get those top three teams where we're not saying anyone yet. But, you know, they play those top three teams. I think for betting fans, they're loving those games because they're picking the top three teams. But I think, you know, Heat, Toronto, um, and definitely the uh, Brooklyn Nets, you know, are right there. Maybe Brooklyn, you know, if they can figure it out, DeMar starts having his year like he had last year. I still think Zach Levine, as good as he's been, you know, was last year and stuff, I'm just waiting on him to really have that, you know, whole, you know, where, where we're talking about Jason Tatum having his breakout year. Can Zach Levine get up to that level? And if he can, I think they're another scary team where they're not definitively going to win in the playoffs, um, but they're definitely going to be a scary team um, and de- a definitive top six. For sure. Okay, I, I like that. I don't mind that. So here's here's my Eastern teams. Uh, I've got Atlanta. I really like Atlanta. Yeah. I just I, I think that they're too good at scoring to end up in the playing game. 
And having guys like John Collins and Capella behind Trey Young, I think really kind of helps bolster up that defense where Trey Young 100% falls short. Uh, at Toronto, um, I think Nick Nurse is the best coach in the NBA. Oof. And so I, it's really hard for me to, to bet against him. I've got Philly here. I don't mm. think Philly is quite good enough to compete with, you know, those those upper, upper echelon teams in terms of winning a championship. I think James Harden just isn't the same guy that he was. I I don't think centers win in the NBA anymore. It's it's a guard-driven league. And let's just be honest, Doc Rivers hasn't done a good job coaching out there. And so those three things, I think, are those are why, like, I have them kind of in the tier below NBA Finals uh, con- con- contenders. Um, and then I've got Miami and Chicago, v- very similar feeling on them as as to what you said. So. Yeah, no, I struggled with I struggled with the 76ers here when when we were talking about this before. Um, you just don't know. I mean, Embiid just dropped fifty. I mean, one of the best stat lines we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Embiid, but like you said, man, I mean, is James Harden? I know he lost some weight. He got in good shape, but then he gets injured again. Yep. And you're starting to see, you know, some of these guys. And you hate you hate saying, you know, guys are aging out and stuff, but like. I mean, it's just really tough when it comes to it. You know, James Harden is known for not being as great as he was in the playoffs, yeah. as he was in the regular season. And if he's not going to the regular season, are you expecting him to make a big turnaround in the playoffs? You know, so I was Probably really not. struggling on where to put them. Um, I just think they're rookie core. I mean, I mean, not rookie, I guess, but younger core. I mean, they do have such a good defense. They can clamp and they can score. With James Harden and Joel Embiid, they can get any shot they want. And then on defense, you know, Maxi and stuff, you know, I mean, they are they got some dogs on there, Thibel sure. and stuff. I so think- I, I, I struggled with them, but I do. I do like that pick with them you, being not in that upper echelon. You you talk about players aging out. I think that like the problem is LeBron James has completely thrown us for a loop in terms of what aging out means. Most guys don't Father play until they're thirty eight. Yeah, like guys don't play till they're thirty eight, thirty nine. That's at, at that high of a level. Like most time, guys get to like thirty four, thirty five, and you start to see them go downhill. And that's and you where see James Harden is. You, you see it like definitively. It happens like, pretty quick. Yeah, you see it, and you're and like, we okay, saw it with that, Harden last year. Exactly. And so that's that's why I have them. You start seeing injuries. It's a long season. You're trying to play to get. I mean, the East is tough. I mean, there's a lot of this top five teams. You got to play hard. You can't just go to some random team and you can't go to Toronto on a random Wednesday night and win. I mean, yeah, you got to show up and play. You do. I agree. And I think you know once that age really hits. Seeding starts matters. Seeding starts to matter, and then you know you really start seeing them struggle getting into the playoffs. Beating up hard, you know, hard nosed play starts happening, and you just start seeing these older guys really struggle sometimes. For sure. Uh, m- moving out to the West, who all you got? Yeah, West. I'm really excited for the West. I think they just got you know they just got some teams out there. Um, my th- you know my couple teams that I really like in the West. Um, I think Memphis. I think you know they're 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 a playoff team guaranteed. But I think like you know. John Morant, as great as he is, that number two has to be higher right now. And then number three has to be higher on their team. I think they're going to struggle once they start competing with some of those top three, top four teams. They're going to struggle in the playoffs, but they're a definitive um, team. I think I really like the Clippers. I think they play hard. Kawhi, you know, he he never know if he's going to play that night or not. Um, but I think they're that type of team. I think, you know, Ty Lue is the best coach in the NBA. That's who I think is. Um, so he's going to get his team to the playoffs. Um, but they're, like I said, they're just not that tier up yet. Um, and I think Denver, Denver's a, a team, you know, Jamal Murray's coming back and stuff. But I just don't think, you know, they have the capability to really scare a, a top tier team that, you know, when they're coming in, um, that they can really definitively say that they're going to be Western Conference Finals. I think those are my big teams, you know, Denver, um, Memphis. 
Um, and then the Clippers, they're going to be great teams. They're going to show play. Their stars are going to shine. You know, Paul George is having a great year, hitting some buzzer beaters, starting to get his get his real shot back. He's looking great. I love Paul George. For sure. Um, Jamal Murray's going to get his. Jokic is going to get his, obviously, MVP. Um Back to almost back to back and stuff, you know. Um, you know, he's but but I think he he he, he is the back to back, yeah. I was gonna say he yeah, was yeah, the back to back, so I mean, you know, he's gonna put up his points and they're gonna be a scary team to play. But when they go against, like I said, if you're looking top echelon, you know, we have a some great teams in the NBA right now, and I just I think they're just a little a little behind where they need to be to be in that top echelon, okay. All right, you get uh, anyone else. No, I mean Pelicans. You know, I was I was going iffy on you them. You don't have Phoenix in there. No, I think Phoenix is gonna is gonna figure their stuff out. I think they're gonna be one really? of those. I think they're gonna be one of those teams. I was really you know going back and forth. You know, Suns, Suns and Pelicans. I was they're kind of like the 76ers for me in the East. Like, I think the Pelicans are gonna be phenomenal. I think you know if we're allowed to pick sleepers, that might be one of my sleepers. Yeah, but, that's fair. Yeah, um, that's fine. I think the Suns, man, Devin Booker's a dog. You know, he's gonna you know DeAndre getting DeAndre Ayton back. I think was huge. Um, and there's all this speculation of oh, you know, they had to match the Pacers' pay and all this. Stuff. You know, yeah, it's, no, it's he normal. didn't. He, he, exactly, it's yeah. business. He knows how it goes, and he's gonna show up, show up, and show out. Um, I really do love the Suns. I think you know when it comes to playoffs, Chris Paul, best field, field general in the game. Yeah. Um, they're just a scary team. I think, yeah, Suns and Pellies are in that upper echelon, in my opinion. Um, okay, I, I don't think they are. So here's, I've got Portland here in this. I just don't think that they have a real second star. Absolutely. That's, that's why I've got them there. Phoenix, look, it's it's two years in a row now where they have done all this, and I've bought in, and I've been really excited <laughs> for Phoenix. And then it's kind of like the Cowboys. Like, they do all this stuff in, in the regular season, and you kind of start to believe in them. And then it, when we get to the playoffs, it all falls apart. And so I, no, I, I refuse to put Phoenix in that upper, upper echelon. Hey, I understand. Until it happens. Maybe uh, I'm too big of a Chris Paul fan. <laughs> I love Chris Paul too, man. Like that's, that's kind of what makes it tough for me, why I hate doing it. But I have Phoenix there. Uh, I have Memphis in this tier as well. Yep. K- kind of for similar reasons. Um, I just, I don't think, De- if Desmond Bain is your two, I think that you need an upgrade. And yep. And then yeah. even your three, I think. I mean, when it comes to these top tier teams, their three is really good. Yeah. I mean, if you're saying Jordan pulls the Warriors three, like yeah, I'm picking him different. over Jaron. Jack, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's different. Like I think, yeah, it comes to. I mean, Jaw's phenomenal. Jaw's, sure. Jaw's top five point guard in the league. Yeah, def- definitively. Like yeah, but I, I would say like so. you said, yeah. When it comes to those next players, role players, I mean, you get you get your seven, and I think you know four, five, six, seven is just it really starts dropping off for sure. Yeah, I especially I playoff play. Uh, I've got New Orleans in this tier. I just, I don't think Zion stays healthy enough. Mm. And that's why I can't put him up in that in that next tier. Just because, like, outside of that, like, Brandon Ingram and, look, if you have Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, you are 100% a playoff team. Facts. Especially with the support that they have there. If Zion consistently plays, then I will believe that you're a championship-level team. But I have not seen Zion consistently play since he came into the league. And so I, I can't put them up into that, you know, NBA Finals level kind of stuff. And then, obviously, I have the Clippers. I really wanted to put them up a tier, but Kawhi Leonard just doesn't play enough. And, yeah. So. Yeah, I think in the beginning of the year, Clippers were, you know, kind of a scary team. I heard Stephen A. said they're the biggest threat to the Warriors. Um, and I think that's true because they On do paper, play. yes. They, they have that great culture. They have that great vibe. You know, John Wall, I think, was a great. Reggie Bull. I mean, they have a great team. Ty Lue is phenomenal in the playoffs. But like you said, it's like Kawhi, like, I know he usually plays in the playoffs, but, like, 
what happens if he doesn't? Like, you know, what happens if he, you know, hurts his knee again and he's going to milk it again for forever? And you, you just can't trust him, like you said, kind of like with the Pelicans. You just can't trust the play that they've been playing to trust him in that upper echelon. But they are a scary team. If they are full strength and they're playing well leading into the playoffs and they come in, you know, fourth, you know, three, fourth seed, not a team I want to play. But like you said, it, they're, you just can't put them in that upper echelon. For sure. Yeah, to- totally agree. Um, Final tier. Final tier, baby. Final tier. Go ahead. <clears throat> so again, I'll start out out, out east. Um, obviously, you can't you can't knock the the Celtics. I mean, yeah. the Celtics, they are. I mean, for what they got from Malcolm Brogdon, unreal. I mean, they got that's him for exactly nothing. What they they got him for nothing. Yeah. And to think in the playoffs, that's where they struggle. I mean, Marcus Smart was kind of highlighted as a great defensive player, but it also was highlighted his offensive you know woes and stuff. I think you know. Getting Malcolm Brogdon where he can lead the offense, be a shooter. I mean, you can't leave him open. Dude's a baller. Um, Jason Ta- Jason Tatum, you know, really starting to come out, you know, play well. Jalen Brown, you know, there's trade rumors. You know, they they went to trade him. And I saw he, just a couple games ago, he dunked, and he was like, trade for me again. See what happened? Like, <laughs> dude's a dog. Like, he you know, he has that dog mentality where he can drop 30 any night of the week. Sure. Him and him and Tatum could be a scary duo. You, you could make an argument that that's the best duo in the league. 100%. 100%. Offensive and defensively. Like I said, with some of the, the teams in the East, I think that's where they're going to struggle matching up against because they got, you know, Robert. Williams coming back and stuff after his surgery and stuff. Like, who's going to guard those two? I mean, everyone has, you know, that one wing defender and stuff. You know, Giannis, you know, you got, you just stop Giannis, you know, you got a couple other people. But like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are hard to stop, like you said. Um, so, obviously, Boston, um, I have number one in the East. Um, and Milwaukee being being number two. Um, this is just seedings, though. I definitely have, you know, Milwaukee's always good in the regular season. Giannis, man. You just you show up and be lazy against him one night of the week. Dude's gonna drop forty on you and oh, bro, forty yeah. and twenty. I mean, he's dude's the, dude is the best player in the NBA all around, all that. around. I know. I hate it too. I, I hate, hate it too. I want to say it's Lucas so bad. I do one hundred percent. Yeah, we'll Dallas get to that Mavericks in the West. Fan. Absolutely. You don't, you, don't, you don't know that. I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. Really? So I hate not being able to say that Lucas. I hate not being able to say that Lucas the best player. In the Absolutely. League. But that being said, like I love Giannis. I mean, dude he's, can just, he's dude incredible, just man. The Greek freak and. That's yeah. a great time. I mean, he is. So, obviously, um, number two. Um, I do have Philly in there where they. I think they can compete for that Eastern Conference. If they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm not going to be shocked. But like you said, I do have some doubts in James Harden. Um, but Joel Embiid, I think, is going to um, be able to carry until James Harden gets back and then be able to see them. I think Doc Rivers does get it figured out. My sleeper, who I think I am picking to win the East, um, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I have I, like um, I have been a big fan of them last year with these young players. Darius Garland, dude, res- deserves every I dollar he just got. Love Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley, I mean, dude, average the. I mean, he was the best defender last year. You throw Jared Allen in there, and I know Kevin Love is not, you know, 2016 Kevin Love, but I mean, he's he, a good play. He's, he, a good play he, he's the got the culture. He's got you know that playoff playoff he's the guy vibe. Championship, and then you know we just said all these teams that we haven't even said their biggest inquiry. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean Donovan Mitchell. Dude in the bubble was dropping fifty with ease on Jamal. Him and Jamal Murray were like, <laughs> I mean, they were looking like Steph Curry out there. Yeah, they were. Sure. So I love, I love their culture. I love their young mentality. And he's playing defense. I, I don't know how many Cleveland games you've watched. There's a greater intensity to the way he's playing defense that we didn't see in the playoffs last year. And we're we're twelve games into the season, and we like he is like in a defensive stance, locked in every play. playing defense every because, play because th- those guys know. They know that that they have a legit shot this year, um, and like Garland hasn't even been healthy 
Exactly. And then he plays. He, he, he dropped 51, 51 the other night. He dropped 50. Dude's a... They lost, but hey, he, he scored <laughs> hey, 51. <laughs> imagine dropping 51 and losing. I'd be ticked. Um, but no, and that's where it comes to, you know, when you need that stop, that fourth quarter, down, two minutes left, and you need those stops, Donovan Mitchell's on the ball, and that's scary. I mean, not even to get a stop. Dude's getting a steal, and he's yamming it on the back end. Sure. Um, so I, I just love the culture. I love the, you know, I mean, Karis LeVert's coming off the bench right now, man. Yeah, that's another, that's a, that's a, that's a perfect role for him. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't have to come out. He's not, you know, there's pr- not pressure on him to drop 20 points every game. Yep. You know, if, if he gets your, hot, he plays more. If he doesn't, it, then he exactly. Sits. Playoff yeah. game, you can have 10. Next game, drop 30 for yeah. me. And he That's can. Right. He yeah. can. Dude is. So I love everything about him. I love their defense. You know, whatever Garland can't make up for his defense, let him drive. You got Jared Allen and, and Mobley. I mean, that starting five, you go, you know, Darius. Darius it's, Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Yeah. I mean, come on. How are you scoring and how are you stopping? For sure, yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, I, I really like Cleveland as well. Uh, I believe we've got the same three from the East, Boston, Milwaukee, and, and um, Cleveland. T- totally agree on, a, on all points. I really like this Cleveland team. Um, they're just fun, man, because they're really young too. So young. Um, you know, they're all, ex- except for Mobley, they're all kind of starting to enter their prime. And I think Evan Mobley is, I'm not going to say he's the reason why they're so good, but like, just he does everything, man. Like, he started to score a little bit more this year than what he did last year. He can make open shots. He's got this little baby hook now that so nasty that he likes to take. Defensively, he can guard any position pretty much. Yeah, uh, He's really what I think makes them tick defensively. Um you can make an argument that he's he's going to be the best player from from that last year's draft class. Absolutely, I no, mean, he's like, he's yeah. awesome. So you're speaking my language when you're talking about them. Yeah, no, I mean I I love him. Like you said, Evan Mobley defense, Donovan Mitchell defense, and like you said, they don't need him to score, but he no. can. You know, exactly. they don't. They they got enough guards. They got enough centerpieces where you know you can you can get everyone averaging over ten points a game on that team. You know, last you know last seven eight players, they're all scoring and stuff. And if you get Mobley making a defensive presence known. And you can get him his baby hooks. Dude can average 15 and 12 every single game. For sure. Yeah, to- totally agree. All right, the West. I'm assuming our, our three are—you've you, you got five here? Uh, I got—yeah, I got three or four here. I got three or four. I've got three. I'm assuming we both have Golden State? Absolutely. Both have Dallas? Absolutely. I, don't, I know you don't have my third one, so who are, who are your last two or three? So, I mean, right here— I think yeah, definitively it's it's uh, Warriors one, Dallas two. Like like you said, you know Luca, he's really competing hard against Giannis for best player in the league. Dude the, can do it all. The role players have to be better in order for them to 100%. figure it out. But the role players got better as the year went on. Last year, I think once, Christian Wood was a once great they addition. figure out the Christian Wood piece, I think that they'll be really really good. They just haven't quite figured that out yet. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean Luca, he's just he's so dangerous. Every player I hear that talk about him playing against him just hate it they hate it they hate playing against luca dude dude controls everything uh, my two teams that i do have in there is um the pelicans and Suns. those are my those okay. are my two teams i was struggling where the suns like i said to put the suns like i said Cavs are my sleeper team in the east pelicans are my sleeper team in the west um you said you know you don't have you know confidence in zion which is totally justifiable because like you said he struggles long seasons seasons are long you're seeing it in anthony davis you're seeing it in james Harden. i know they're you know he's older and stuff for sure but, i mean season's long um, but like you said, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, you know, 
Zion Williamson, Herb Jones, Herb Jones, like Ho- Ho- Jose Ho- Honus Valachunas. They're loaded. Yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. I just, Zion has to play in order for them he to has be in to that play. Tier. And so I guess I'm more making. I mean, this is like we said. You know, early we're only you know 16 games in, 16, 17 games in. But like you said, if Zion does stay healthy this year and he plays his heart out, I think Brandon Ingram still plays with a chip on his shoulder, and I still think CJ does too. I think he oh, yeah. hated lo- lo- uh, leaving Dame Lillard, but dude's a dog. Dude's always in the playoffs with Dame. He can drop, you know, buckets. He can also control the team too. You know, you can have. He's a leader, man. He is. He he he's can come the, in there, lead the locker room and stuff, and still play on the field. He's the president of the NBA Player Association, so you know guys like him. Exactly, exactly. And so I think you know you have Zion, where he doesn't have to do a lot. You know, he doesn't have to you know drop those insane stat lines that Giannis and B and all them do. Jokic, but he can. But he can any night. And Brandon Ingram. Dude can get a bucket anywhere on the field, anywhere on the court. For sure, yeah. And so I really think they're a scary team. I think they go up against Dallas. I think that would be an insane matchup. I think them going up against the Warriors, you know, I just think those matchups really, really work. And the Suns. I really do like the Suns. Um, I know you said, like, they have underperformed. They always perform during the year, even maybe first round, second round. But then once, it, you know, push comes to shove, they do crumble a little bit. Devin Booker does seem like he kind of gets figured out a little bit. You know, he makes his, he makes his uncontested or super contested shots. Um, but I think, you know, they're another team where no one wants to play him. You know, yeah, I mean, I Chris Paul can figure him out. You play, I mean, like it's not the NFL. You don't got to win one game. You got to win four. You do. And I think with Chris Paul, Montiella, you know, all, all, you know, um, their coach and stuff, you know, I think, I mean, they're, they're a scary team. Monty Williams. Um, Monty Williams. Okay. Not Monty I was Ellis. like, Monty Ellis. Oh, Monty Ellis. Williams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, they, they can figure it out. They can figure it out and be a scary team. Um, but definitely think Pelicans are a scary team to watch, but cannot, cannot go against Steph Curry. Yeah. The greatest shooter of all time. They're struggling right now. But all they'll in all, it out. They'll, they'll be fine. It out. They'll be fine. Everyone's saying, oh, it's because Draymond punched Jordan Poole. No, it's not. They're, is, they're, they're, they're learning how to time. be... Every team, when you go play Charlotte, you're not playing your best. When you're going and playing, even the Heat and stuff, you're not playing. When you go to play the Warriors, that opposing team is wanting to play their best. Yeah. They're, you know, Those they're giving the them chance. their best. Yeah, for sure. And so I think the Warriors are struggling playing against that, but they're going to figure it out, even if they get a lower seed than what they usually are. Even That'll if they fun. get, it does not matter. When you get Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Moses James Wiseman. I was a little worried about James Wiseman did just get moved to the G League, I saw. Yeah. And they don't, um, Steve Kerr said that he doesn't know when he'll be back in the league. So that was a little scary because, you know, they did have such promise for him for with sure. injuries and stuff. It was a little scary. But like I said, until Steph Curry shows me that he's not the greatest point guard in the league, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to p- not pick them to win the East or to win the West. Yeah, for sure. So my last team's Denver. I really like Denver. I think Denver is going to be what Philadelphia wants to be. I uh, like that. I mean, I'll be honest. I would. I think Jokic is the best center in the NBA. I think he's fully justified in being the back-to-back MVP. Because he does everything. He can score inside. He can score outside. He's you know, the ball, he's man. one of the he best. He's one of the best ball. passers in the NBA. And when he passes it, it's not just like good passes. Dude hits his shooters in the pocket oh, yeah. every time. He's he's an elite passer, and I think that Jamal Murray is a better version of what James Harden is in Philly. I mean, this is a guy who can go. He can get you a bucket whenever whenever you need him to. They have a defensive stopper in Aaron Gordon who. It's just very Great versatile pickup. defensively. I like Coach Malone. I think he's done a really good job. Porter's back too. Porter's back. That's a guy who can come in and score and whenever he Dude's needs to. Dude's a sharpshooter. If he's open, it's in. Yeah, and like he can get his own shot too if, if if you need him to. If Jamal Murray isn't playing well, right? Yeah. And so, and that's the thing with Philly. Like I really like Tyrese Maxey, 
But if James Harden isn't creating shots for other people, can Tyrese Maxey control? Just can can Tyrese Maxey do that if James Harden isn't doing what you need him to do? I think that's really kind of the question I have with Philly as well. Whereas with Denver, I know that Michael Michael Porter Jr. can go and get a bucket if whenever I need him to. Absolutely. And so, and he's an absolute matchup nightmare. I mean, they're they're, they're able to go so big when he's on the floor because because of his size. But I really like Denver. I think this is the year that they really kind of finally make the step because those guys are starting to kind of really enter their primes as well, talking about Jamal Murray and Jokic and those guys. I would say, too, Denver is one of those teams that I want to see that. You know, I want to see that performance. I want to see Jamal Murray bubble Jamal Murray. I want to see Jokic dropping dimes to Porter, to Gordon, you know, oops to Gordon and stuff. That dude still has bunnies when he wants to and stuff. And Jamal Murray, I would love to see that team playing on, you know, their best play, firing on all cylinders, just playing well. That would be a fun playoff game you see them and warriors go at it that would be a heck of a playoff game for sure the only thing i don't like about the nuggets is aaron gordon's Dwayne wade diss track <laughs> did you ever see that yes i saw that he said he lost the dunk contest drops a diss track where he's like something something you're the vet in the league eight years just getting my feet wet you've been in the league for eight years what do you mean you're getting your feet wet exactly exactly poor aaron gordon man <laughs> Dude's just struggling. The dude. greatest dunker ever to not win a dunk contest. D Wade favorite. D Wade finesse. My him. favorite NBA player of all time. Have his jersey. Have all of his jersey. Dude has been my favorite, but worst, worst action I've he ever seen. Him. He finessed him. That was so sad. No one was, was happy, man. and I think deep down, D Wade wasn't happy about his. I think he still <laughs> regrets that to this day. He might. I don't think he cares that much. Nah, but he probably might. not. He might. Oh, he, he's hilarious. living his life in Miami, living his best life with, for sure. Oh, <laughs> you. All right, anything else NBA-related? No, man. I I, I love it. Same thing as always here. So I haven't had a guest in a while. So if you're a new listener, this is the first time you're going to experience this. Shout-outs and close-outs. Anybody you want to shout-out before we take off? Um, I would just say shout out you, man. I'm really excited to be on this podcast. I love talking sports with the boys. Um, that's all we do every day anyway. Um, but man, I was just really excited to get on this podcast. Super excited to talk sports. It's easy on here, man. All we do is just do what we love. That's right, man. This this isn't hard. You're over there nervous before we started. I was like, dude, come on now. <laughs> we yeah. got definitely but, calm down more once we started talking. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Absolutely. I mean, it's like it's like when you're talking to a girl. You know, you're like you're at you're at a bar or you're out somewhere or whatever, and like you see like a cute girl across the room. Like the hardest part is saying hi. Absolutely. Like once you say yeah. hi, you're fine. You just have to say hi first. It's Absolutely. it's it's the same thing whenever you come on here. Absolutely. So very, very thankful you, you got me on here. Love this. Hope, hope we can do it again. Oh, for sure. Looking forward Looking forward to this podcast blowing up. Hey, it's blowing coming, up. man. It's look- coming. I've been working hard at this, man. Hey, you have. You have. Been, Great I, content. I've been listening to all of it. Um, definitely going to share all this, man. I'm excited. You got a couple new guests coming on soon. Yeah. Cam, Ian. Well, I've, I haven't talked to Ian about it. Oh, he would love it. He would love it. I, I'd love to have him on. Cam. Just don't let him talk about the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know I'm, I'm supposed to be supposed to get a guy. Uh, Chris is coming on here at some point too. Oh, Chris, to great guy. I think I think we're talking Steelers and stuff, so it should be good. So. Hey, go Steelers! Sleeper, <laughs> we might make the playoffs. Shout out Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, baby, go! No, okay. <laughs> All right, all right, that's gonna do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you again, man, for Absolutely. for taking the appreciate it hour and ten minutes that it took for us to to record this to to come out here and do this, man. Absolutely. Thank you, man. So, all right, that's going to do it here. I assume the Schmidt, uh, you know, I'll be back again on Tuesday with another podcast for you. Actually, what am I doing? This isn't the end. We're going to take a short break and then I'll be right back with all of my college, college football playoff stuff. Uh, I just going to, you know, 
break down the college football playoff rankings, what I like, what I don't like, all that kind of stuff. We're going to break all that down. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt. Big shout out to my boy, Nate. Thank you again, Nate, for coming on. Here we go. College football. I know you've been waiting for it. The college football playoff rankings came out last Tuesday. And just real quickly, going to compare them to mine. So the first three are the same. Georgia, Michigan, or excuse me. No, they're not. My bad. (laughs) So we both have Georgia at one. They put Ohio State at two. I have Michigan at two. At three, they put Michigan. I put Ohio State. So we just had those flipped. At four, I put Tennessee. They still have TCU at four. Um, I've got TCU at five. They have Tennessee at five. Uh, six, seven, eight, and nine are all the same. LSU, USC, Alabama, Clemson. We both have Utah at ten. At eleven, I put North Carolina. They put Penn State at eleven, which really just kind of gets on my nerves. Penn State is simply ranked here to make Ohio State and Michigan look good. Okay, I'm sorry. Penn State has zero impressive wins on their resume. Their best win is either Purdue, who is six and four, or Minnesota, who is seven and three. Neither one of them are ranked. I'm sorry. But if those are your two best wins, you don't belong anywhere close to the top 12. And then at 12, we both have Oregon. So, big games this upcoming weekend. I'm not, you know, you heard me do all the TCU-Tennessee stuff. On Tuesday, we knew this is kind of what was going to happen. We knew it wouldn't change. It's not going to change until TCU loses, which I believe happens on Saturday. I believe Baylor beats TCU on Saturday. Uh, And yes, I'm going to pick TCU to lose every single game they play until they do. And when they do, I'm going to make a big deal out of it saying that I was right. Just a heads up. Yeah, I I can't. I just, this TCU team, they're just, they're too average to go undefeated. I'm sorry. Like, their quarterback's playing well this year. But outside of that, I don't really like TCU. They've got one NFL wide receiver. That's about it. I think think their offensive line is okay. I think they're... You know, I think their linebacking core is okay. I think their defensive line is okay. And I think their secondary is okay. And a bunch of okay and decents don't amount to undefeated seasons. And I don't think, I, I, I think that they lose this week. This is a good Baylor team. Baylor is very well coached. You know, they're going to show up. And you know, they're going to play good defense. And I'm very, very excited to kind of see how this game goes. Because, I, like I said, like I've got TCU losing this game. It's on the road. It's at Baylor. It's in Waco. Uh, that's obviously a town that, that really loves football. This is a Baylor team that, you know, is, I mean, they're playing all right right now. You know, this is a TCU team who better show up because if they don't, they're more than capable of losing this game. Um, Yeah, so once again, Baylor beats TCU on Saturday. TCU only favored by two and a half in that one. Once again, only favored by two and a half over a team that is six and four, I think tells us all we need to know about TCU and the fact that they are unworthy of being ranked in the top four. Now, big big day, big Saturday for for the Pac twelve. Um, you know, we've got USC and UCLA, and then we've got Utah taking on Oregon. And this is basically like the semifinals of the Pac twelve because Whichever two teams win are more than likely going to be playing against each other in the Pac-12 title game. So these are really big games for both of the, for all four of these programs. So starting with UC, USC and UCLA, because I think that's really the game that people are going to be tuned into, really paying attention to, especially, especially with USC and Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. Like This is their first real test. They haven't really played much of anybody before this. On top of that, USC obviously has a pretty decent chance at making the college football playoff. So... 
I'm going to tell you right now, I like UCLA to win this game. I think these are two really similar teams with very high-powered offenses, obviously two offensive-minded head coaches in Ship Kelly and Lincoln Riley. But I think you, But since UCLA is the home team, which I know doesn't mean a ton in L.A., but it's college football, and so it still matters, I don't think USC is going to be able to build a big enough lead to only have to worry about the pass defensively, and that's kind of what we've seen from their defense this year. You know, They jump up, they go ahead early, and then from there they're just kind of able – to play with you know with two deep safeties and just kind of really commit to the pass and that you know has, has allowed their defense to look formidable at times and to force so many turnovers on the year. So I think that because they won't be able to build such a big lead, this is the first time this defense is really truly going to be tested. And I don't think it's going to hold up. You know, it's going to be a high scoring game, and I trust UCLA's defense just a little bit more than I do USC's. So I like UCLA to win fifty five to forty nine once again. High-scoring game. There's going to be a lot of points. Should be a lot of fun to watch. This is the absolute definition of Pac-12 after dark. Moving on. <clears throat> Utah taking on Oregon. Utah favored by two points here. Oh, and USC's favored by two and a half. I don't think I mentioned that when I was talking about USC-UCLA. But Utah-Oregon, uh, Utah is favored by two. I think this game's going to be much lower scoring. Um, this game ultimately I think is going to come down to one thing for me, and that's quarterback play. And what the year Bonix is having, I think he's going to be the difference maker here and push Oregon over the top. They're also at home. That's a tough place to go and win, especially if it's cold and wet, which it's November and it's Oregon. So it probably will be both cold and wet. So that's going to do it here. Um, I like Oregon to beat Utah, you know, 45-38. I, I think they win by a touchdown. I don't think that's too, too crazy. I think Dan Lanning's going to have this defense ready to go for this Utah offense and yeah, so that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Cannot wait for the weekend. It's going to be a really good one. Thank you all so much for sticking around and listening to the whole pod. I mean, it's it's a long one today. Long one today. Once again, a shout out to my boy Nate for coming on and, and taking the time out of his day to come on in here and, and talk hoops in the NFL with me. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again on Tuesday.